like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out My time, my time, none of you people can tell me to stop This time, like the last time, you better get ready to race to the top I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is I step on the field, it's time to get real, I'm feeling so ruthless Hey guys, Jim Milton here and welcome to another awesome episode of Mindset with Muscle. Now, I've titled this episode, The Outcome is Not the Outcome. And this is going to be talking about a bit of a parable, which I love. And it's one of my favorite stories to talk about because it's so relevant in people's lives. And the story is basically called, Who Knows? We Shall See. One day in the late summer, an old farmer was working in his field with his old sick horse. The farmer felt compassion for the horse and desired to lift its burden, so he left his horse loose to go to the mountains and live out the rest of its life. Soon after, neighbours from the nearby village visited, offering their condolences and said, What a shame. Now your only horse is gone. How unfortunate you are. You must be very sad. How will you live, work the land and prosper? The farmer replied, Who knows? We shall see. Two days later, the old horse came back now rejuvenated after resting in the mountains while eating the wild grasses. He came back with 12 new younger and healthy horses, which followed the old horse into the coral. Word got out in the village of the old farmer's good fortune, and it wasn't long before people stopped by to congratulate the farmer on his good luck. How fortunate you are, they exclaimed. You must be very happy. Again, the farmer softly said, Who knows? We shall see. At daybreak on the next morning, the farmer's only son set off to attempt to train the new wild horses. But the farmer's son was thrown to the ground and broke his leg. Oh, what a tragedy. Your son won't be able to help you farm with a broken leg. You'll have to do all the work yourself. How will you survive? You must be very sad, they said. Calmly going about his usual business, the farmer answered, Who knows? We shall see. Several days later, a war broke out. The emperor's men arrived in the village demanding that young men come with them to be conscripted into the emperor's army. As it happened, the farmer's son was deemed unfit because of his broken leg. What very good fortune you have, the villagers exclaimed as their own young sons were marched away. You must be very happy. Who knows? We shall see, replied the old farmer as he headed off to work his field alone. As time went on, the broken leg healed, but the son was left with a slight limp. Again, the neighbours came to pay their condolences. Oh, what bad luck. Too bad for you. But the old farmer simply replied, who knows? We shall see. As it turned out, the other young village boys had died in the war, and the old farmer and his son were the only able-bodied men capable of working the village lands. The old farmer became wealthy and was very generous to the villagers. They said, oh, how fortunate you are. You must be very happy. To which the old farmer replied, who knows? We shall see. You see, ladies and gents, the outcome is not the outcome, because there is no end. The end will come when you are sitting on your deathbed and close your eyes for the final time. I want you to think about this story, ladies and gents. You might be going through some shit at the moment, and it's important to say to yourself that this is fine. We don't learn anything in life from getting it right all the time. We usually get our success and progress from figuring out where things went wrong. And when I look back to everything that's happened to me over my life, the negative outcomes have ended up producing positive results. Six years ago, I was made redundant from my job and it completely knocked me for six. But that negativity in my life created the greatest opportunity ever. 
because it gave me the drive to pursue my real passion with personal training. And looking back, I don't think that I ever would have made that push myself had I not had that negative result. I can remember over the last two years burning out several times in my business by working too much. And it affected my life, it affected my health, it affected everything. But it wasn't until I experienced those things that it taught me the importance of taking time off. As I spoke about in the first episode, my marriage broke down and separating from my wife was completely soul-destroying. But sitting down and working through what was broken enabled us both to get it fixed and to become stronger than we have ever before. Ladies and gents, there's a lot of things in your life that cause you a great deal of fear. And the reality is, is that you need to face these fears. You need to face these frustrations because facing them, dealing with them, is the only way that you're going to produce a result. It's the only way that you're going to get success because it's jumping to the other side of that fear and realizing a lot of the things that you're scared about are not that scary. And then you finally realize that the other side of those fears produce the most exciting things in life. I could talk into great depth about this, but I don't think anyone has talked about this better than Will Smith. So before I close down this episode, I'm going to leave you with Will's speech about it. What I want you to do with this short and sharp episode, ladies and gents, is think about your life, think about the things which you're scared of doing, and think about you know the problems that you have at the moment, and look at them and give yourself a shrug and say, who knows, we shall see. Ladies and gents, thank you for listening to the Mindset with Muscle podcast today. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite quote, and that's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel. And what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do. And today, you've been filling your heads with me, Jamie Alderton. Enjoy this short clip from Will Smith, and I'll speak to you next week. Three years ago, um, I, went, uh, I went skydiving in Dubai, right? And skydiving, skydiving is a really interesting confront with fear, right? So... <laughs> So I got to I got to stand up. I'm sorry, I got to stand up. I got to stand up. All right. So so all your friends, what happens? You go out. How you? Oh, sorry. Oh, I dropped my thing. So what happens is you go out the night before, and you you know you take a drink with your friends, and somebody says, Yeah, we should go skydiving tomorrow. And you go, Yeah, we'll go skydiving tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And you go, Yeah. And everybody goes, Yeah. Right. And you go home by you by yourself. You're like, Hmm. <laughs> Right, you're like, well, I mean, they, they was drunk too, <laughs> right? So, so maybe, maybe they not, maybe, maybe, I mean, we don't have to go. We don't have to do it. <laughs> so then that night you're laying in your bed and you just keep, <clears throat> <clears throat> and you're terrified. You keep imagining over and over again, jumping out of an airplane and you can't figure out why you would do that, right? And you're laying there and you have the worst night's sleep of your life, but you still have the hope that your friends were drunk, right? <laughs> So you wake up the next day and you go, you know, down and you say where you were going to meet and everybody's there. You're like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, cool, 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 right? So you get in the van and you don't know that your friends had the same night that you had because they're pretending like they didn't. They're like, yeah, man, my uncle's a Navy SEAL and, you know, this is going to be great. I've been looking forward to this. And you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and your stomach is terrible, you can't eat and everything, but you don't want to be the only punk who doesn't jump out of this airplane. So you get there, and then you have the safety brief, and you're standing there, and the guys will tell you, well, if the chute doesn't open, what's going to happen is you're doing, you, well, why the hell, why, what could happen? 
that the chute, w- the chute wouldn't open, right? So you do a thing, and what you do is your first jump, you're attached to a guy who is going, you know, he's going to walk you out. So you go, and you get there, and there's an airplane, and nobody's stopping. Everybody's still going. So you get onto the airplane, and you're sitting there, and, and you know, it's extra because you're sitting on some dude's lap, some stranger. <laughs> He's sitting on his lap, and it's like, you know, you're trying to make small talk. Yeah, man. You know. So you do, you'd be, you'd be jumping with people all the time, huh? You know. Right, you know. So, and then you just want to make sure, you, know, you, got, you got kids, right? You got people you need to see, right? You just want to make sure he's serious, right? So you get in there, so everything's normal. So you fly, and you go up, you go up, you go up, you go up to 14,000 feet, and you notice there's a, a, a light, it's red, and it's yellow and green, right? So right now the light's red. So then you start thinking at some point the light's gonna go green, but you don't know what's gonna happen, right? And you wait and it goes yellow and the light goes green and somebody opens the door and in that moment you realize you've never been in a freaking airplane with the door open. <laughs> right? Terror, oh sorry, I'm spitting, I'm spitting. Oh sorry, no terror, 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 terror. Right. So you go and then, you know, if you're if you were smart, you sat in the back so you don't go first. Right. And then people start going out of the airplane and you go and the guy walks you up to the end of the thing. And you're standing and your toes are on the edge and you're looking out down to death. (laughs) And they say on three and they say one. Two, and he pushes you on two because people grab on three, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And you go, and you fall out of the airplane, and in one second, you realize that it's the most blissful experience of your life. You're flying, right? It doesn't feel like falling, right? It's like the, you actually are kind of held a little bit by the wind. And then you start and you, you start falling, you fall in, and you, there's zero fear. You realize that the point of maximum danger is the point of minimum fear. It's bliss. It's bliss, and you're flying, (laughs) right? And you're doing that, and then 20 seconds, 25 seconds, 40 seconds, and you have enough time to just kind of be like, oh, that's that building, that's not like that one. (laughs) Oh, you can see the ocean. (laughs) Right, you start doing all of that, and the, the lesson for me was, why were you scared in your bed the night before? Why did you, what do you need that fear for? Just don't go. Why are you scared in your bed 16 hours before you jump? Why are you scared in the car? Why could you not enjoy breakfast? What, 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 what did you need that? The fear is fear of what? You're nowhere even near the airplane. Everything up to the stepping out, there's actually no reason to be scared. It only just ruins your day. You're, you don't have to jump. And then in that moment, all of a sudden, where you should be terrified is the most blissful experience of your life. And God placed the best things in life on the other side of terror. On the other side of your maximum fear are all of the best things in life, you know.
So that was that. Sorry. So that was. Oh, good. So that was it. Yeah, that was that was my right. experience with uh, with skydiving and fear. All right. All right. So, so pract practically speaking. But I didn't like that take. I'm gonna do it again. Back to the top. <laughs> <laughs>